Hello and welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life podcast. My name is Jim Duke and I'm the pastor of Olmstead Baptist Church in Olmstead, Kentucky. I'm thankful you're listening and pray it will be a blessing and help to you. Our subject for today is found in, in Psalm 33, uh, Rejoice in the Lord, Rejoice in the Lord. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 and 19, the scripture says, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. As I was preparing for this podcast, and uh, the Lord laid Psalm 33 upon my heart, this verse in Ephesians uh, came to mind about how we're not to be filled with uh, uh, excess, the things of the world, uh, this of wine is mentioned here, or drink, or drugs, or such as that. Uh, altering the the way and the thinking of man, the spirit of man, uh, our ourselves to where we are inebriated and we can't control ourselves, and we we're filled with another spirit. The Lord tells us to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God, and uh, and we need to do that. And He says that filling of the Spirit of God, be filled with the Spirit, with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns. Um, Singing, uh, we we sing in our hearts. We sing uh, to ourselves, and as we sing, we are alone, us and before the Lord. Uh, to sing to Him is a blessed thing. And this is the Psalms. That's what the Psalms are: songs. He says in hymns, and we have many hymns that we sing that glorify the Lord. Spiritual songs, which may be other passages in the Scripture, and and that certainly that magnifies and glorifies the Lord and tells about His greatness. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Be filled with the Spirit of God and do so. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And so, uh, may, may the Lord help us that we be about this. That we, we it just be a part of our life, a part of our way uh, to sing and rejoice and, and to uh, consider the Word of God as we uh, meditate upon it and we think about our Lord and all he's done for us, all that he is, uh, his greatness to us in every way. That brings us to Psalm 33, where, where the scripture starts in Psalm 33, verse number one, rejoice in the Lord. And that's what uh, Ephesians chapter five is speaking about, rejoicing in the Lord, uh, his goodness, his greatness, his power, his majesty, his promises, so great salvation that he's brought to us uh, by the, his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Rejoice ye in the Lord. Uh, rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. And he is altogether glorious, and we need to rejoice in him. Uh, this rejoicing uh, in that there is a, a great uh, smile upon the countenance. There is a, a, a glorying uh, in the Lord in heart. Uh, to have joy in the Lord. The joy of the Lord is indeed our strength. And and we need to rejoice in him. That's what the psalmist was filled with in this passage, in this psalm, Psalm 33. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous. He, he declares unto those that are the Lord's children to rejoice in the Lord. And, and we need to do so. He says, for praise is comely. That means it's appropriate. It's right. It, it, it has a wonderful appearance, not for appearance sake, but it's it's a blessing to see the righteous rejoice and praise the Lord indeed. 
for praise is comely for the upright. And so uh, we, we need to be rejoicing in our Lord. No matter what the circumstances, we need to rejoice in the Lord. He's promised he'll never leave us nor forsake us, as difficult as things may be uh, in this flesh. And, and the promises that he has for the children of God oh, are altogether glorious, beyond what we can uh, think in our minds or, or can can understand uh, what he has in store for those that love him, the scripture says. Verse number two, praise the Lord with harp, sing unto him with the psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Now, personally, I'm no good at, at instruments. I, it's, uh, as I said, I uh, have a hard time playing the radio. Uh, but, but those that can play, here the psalmist declares with the harp, with the psaltery, an instrument of strength, ten strings, uh, those musical instruments that are stringed to praise the Lord with those, and, and not only those, but that's what the psalmist was familiar with and what was on his heart there, to take that and praise and play unto the Lord and to glorify him uh, with the talent that he gives to play these instruments. Sing unto him a new song. And the psalmist, uh, think about Brother David in this, uh, the psalmist was looking to have other songs. The, the, the Lord, of course, with the scriptures, uh, inspiring the writers of the book of Psalms to, to have these new songs, these new psalms. Um, we have many old hymns that we sing and songs that we sing that are blessed and wonderful and have great scriptural messages and praise to the Lord. But if someone would have the the, the blessing, the talent, uh, the gift to make new songs that would be glorifying to the Lord and in line with his word, sing unto him a new song, play skillfully with a loud noise, play, play the instruments and sing unto him and glorify him in this. Verse 4, for the word of the Lord is right and all his works are done in truth. You know, truth is uh, is paramount with the Lord. He deals in truth. He will totally reveal the truth in time. It will, the truth in eternity will be established, and all will know the truth. The word of the Lord is right, and, and you know, we need to get a handle on that today, that what God has spoken in his word, the Bible, it is right, and we need it, and we need it, and we need to line up with it and hear him and believe him and trust him in all that his, he says. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. Everything that the Lord lays his hands to is done in truth. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. The Lord he loveth righteousness and judgment, which in our day it seems like it is fallen down along with truth. But he loves that. He loves when men pursue righteousness according to his word and his right way. And judgment, uh, not to, 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 to uh, uh, thwart judgment or to, to uh, uh, defeat judgment, uh, to upend judgment, but to pursue righteousness and judgment. The Lord loves that. He's altogether righteous himself, and he is pure in his judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord, and indeed it is. He's given us life. He's given us a wonderful place to live, and yes, we've damaged it, and we've, we've brought a great, great curse upon it with sin, 
But the Lord is good unto us with the seasons and the growing of food that we need and and the, the giving of life and the blessings that he bestows upon us as mankind. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord, and indeed it is. It's, it's, a, it's a great creation and wonderful creation that the Lord has created. Verse number six, For by the word of the Lord were the heavens made. Remember this. The psalmist is, is thinking back to the creation and, and those things declared in the word of God. By God speaking, the Lord speaking, the heavens were made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. Uh, the, the, the moon, the sun, the stars, uh, the, the, all of that that we see uh, in the second heaven, he created all of that. We need to be mindful of that, that he is the, gra- the creator, the great creator of all that there is. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as in heap. It's no problem for him. I just recently was looking in, uh, at something that was uh, telling about uh, or showing about Niagara Falls. And what an enormous amount of water just falls over that one falls here in North America. Uh, it's just, a, 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 it's beautiful. And it's immense. And it's, its power is, is beyond understanding the, the force of the water in that. And the Lord, he can take that water and gather it up as a heap, no problem. It's it's no issue. He gathered the waters of the sea together as in heap. And not just the waters of Niagara, but all the water that's in the world. Uh, the, the, the earth being covered by 70 to 80% uh, water. He can gather it all up as a heap. And indeed, the psalmist no doubt remembers back in the day when the Lord caused Israel to cross over on the red, uh, to cross over the Red Sea. He gathered up the water in a heap, and he does it. It's no problem, no issue for the Lord and His power. Rejoice in the Lord. He layeth up the depth uh, in storehouses, and, and the 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 depths of the sea, and the depths of of regions and lands upon the earth never touched by man the depth of the uh, of space that that we have not gone to uh, the depth in the heart of the earth where the fountains of the deep uh, were that he broke up in the days of noah he gathereth the waters of the sea together as in heap he layeth up the depth in storehouses he he has all power, and he is altogether glorious. Rejoice in the Lord. Verse 8, let all the earth fear the Lord. And indeed we should. We need to be reminded of his power, and we need to fear him, reverentially fear the Lord. He is the one that has the keys of life and death. He is the one that, after the body is destroyed, can can condemn and destroy the soul in hell. The Lord Jesus himself out of his own mouth says that we need to fear him and reverence him. And he and he is a God of justice and of righteousness. But to the repentant sinner, he is a merciful and a gracious God. To the rebel, he deals with them as a rebel. And to the contrite and the broken and the repentant, he deals with them in that. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. And we, need to, we should do so. 
to learn about him and to stand in awe of his greatness. So one day the world will stand in awe of him. Every person will stand in awe of him, whether it's his children or those that uh, have denied him. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. May we, 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 may we as his children be a witness, a good witness of him uh, to this lost and dying world, that they would stand in awe of him. Verse number nine, for he spake and it was done. And that's the way he works from the beginning. When he says so, it's done. His word is settled in heaven. His word has power indeed power like the rain that falls from heaven and cause the seed in the earth, the heart of the earth, to grow. A miracle, that is. So it is with the word. For he spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. If the Lord says for it to stay, it will stay. If the Lord says for it to be turned loose, it will be turned loose. He commanded and it stood fast. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. Let us understand that. The counsel of the unbelieving will be brought to nothing. It will be brought to nothing and to shame and to a destructive end. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. The Lord is not thwarted by the device or the way of mankind, the, the plan and the purpose and working of mankind. Though the whole world gather against the Lord, he will not be moved. He will not be changed. Hear that. Know that. Believe that. Verse number 11, the counsel of the Lord standeth forever. Leaders of nations, our own presidents and, and, uh, and different kings and such as that uh, through time and over the world, they have counselors in their midst to advise them in different uh, areas. Uh, uh, different aspects of life and things that the king may not be familiar with. They have counselors that are there. Uh, as we would engage the law, we have counsel, that work of a lawyer that understands and knows the law about how we can uh, deal in the situation that we find ourselves. Listen, the counsel of the Lord standeth forever. There is no counsel that is above his counsel. There is no counsel there is no counsel that will defeat the counsel of the Lord. Some of the counselors of Brother David, it was declared that when they counseled, it was like the Lord himself speaking. And that, the counsel of the Lord, it stands forever. Listen, what he, when he says, when he speaks, it's settled and is set and it stands forever. The thoughts of his heart to all generations. And praise God that he has been merciful and kind, and so gracious and loving to engage us, to visit mankind uh, in the depths and the depravity of our sin. His counsel, his counsel about the saving of a soul, about the rescue of the sinner, it does stand. There's no other way to be saved than other, by the, other than the Lord Jesus Christ, his shed blood and his death, burial, and resurrection for a sinner like you. Verse number 12, may we get a hold of this in these United States. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. You know, there are those that say that this country was never founded on principles of Jehovah God. But indeed it has been. And God we trust has been on our, on our money for decades. And 
a century plus in God we trust and not a multiple multi, multiplicity of gods but Jehovah God in God we trust and and in monuments uh, across our land and uh, there there's been a great move uh, uh, since uh, the 80s and 90s as different monuments would be rebuilt the the verses and the passages from the scripture are being removed from them but i tell you what the men and 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 those of our nation that built those monuments they knew where the power was from they knew that god god had blessed our nation greatly blessed is the nation whose god is the lord and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. Indeed, this speaks of Israel. He has chosen Israel to be the nation of his inheritance. And they are blessed. And may God help us in these United States that we always be found a friend of the nation of Israel. And that doesn't mean always agreeing with what Israel does, but to be a friend of the Lord's nation. The world will one day come against that small nation there in the Middle East, and, and may God help us that we, in the United States of America, will always be found a friend of the nation of Israel. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Having God as our Lord and, 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 and acknowledging him and humbling ourselves and submitting to him and repenting before him, I tell you what, we need to repent before him because we have denied him in our actions and our ways. The wickedness that we have pursued and allowed in our nation. May God forgive us of this of abortion and of illicitness and promiscuity and adultery and fornication and then this of gender confusion and sodomy and lesbianism and all the wickedness that the Lord has made judgments about. We, we say it's okay. We say, uh, we, we with our laws say that it's all right and it's okay. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And that's just not giving lip service to God, but that's believing the Lord in what he says and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. Verse 13, the Lord looked down, looked from heaven. He beholdeth all the sons of men, and he sees you, and he sees me. And understand, he's not the boogeyman. He's God Almighty, our creator, judging in righteousness and, and coming forth in mercy and in truth and and justice all at the same time. He looks from heaven and he beholds all the sons of men. He knows everything that you and I have done and are doing. He even knows the thoughts of our heart. From the place of his habitation, where he lives there in eternity, he looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth. Uh, no one escapes his eye. No one escapes the Lord's recording of the deeds of men. He fashioneth their hearts alike. He considereth all their works. He's made us in his image and his likeness. He, he, he's made us of one blood. He's made all the nations. He, he's, he's made us uh, the same in that we are mankind, but yet different in the genders and our own personalities. He considereth all our works, all that we do. Verse number uh, 16, there is no king saved by the multitude of an host. And may we learn that. We are a mighty nation in war and in defense. But there's no king that is saved by the multitude of an army, of a host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. 
only by the power of the Lord. And horse is a vain thing for safety. Neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. We are only successful in our defense and sometimes our necessary offense. As great as the, the armies of the United States and the armed services are and the defenders of our nation are, and I'm thankful for them. I'm so thankful for uh, those people that are willing to serve. But as great and as equipped as they are, if there is not the blessing of God Almighty, there will not be success. Now, there are those that would say, oh, you just don't understand the might that we have. I tell you what, we don't have to go back too many decades when we find that when the military was called upon to do some very serious things and some very intrinsic uh, operations that these things just fell flat. Why? The blessing of the Lord was not upon us. And we need the blessing of the Lord. We need the acknowledgement of the Lord and, and the need of our, our military and our fighting folks to, to have the, the strength and the protection of the Lord. May we pray for those in the armed services. Because no king is saved, no nation is saved by the multitude of a host. A mighty man, mighty man is not delivered by much strength. A horse is a vain, it's an empty thing for safety. Neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. The horse can't do it. The equipment can't do it. It is the Lord. Verse 18, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. That's who he looks to. That's who he has respect unto. Those that reverence him. Those that look to him. Those that have hope in his mercifulness. So we need that in our nation now, don't we? His mercy. His mercy. All that he would give us, please, Father, give us that which we do not deserve. Forgive us, Lord, of our national sins. Against you, against you we have sinned. And Lord, forgive us of our sins against you. And help us, Lord, uh, we pray. Verse number 18, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Deliver the soul from death. You know, that's what the Lord does for a sinner that he saves, is he delivers the soul from death. Oh, we're all going to die one day. It's just the facts. It's the facts of life that this old flesh will wear out. It'll succumb to illness and to, or to injury. And it, and it will go on to physical death. But the soul, the eternal soul, the soul being delivered from death, salvation, from the Lord. The Lord with his mercy is a savior of sinners. And may may you, if you if you uh, hear and this message, may and you're not saved, we point you to Jesus. Repent of your sins and believe and trust in him, his death, burial, and resurrection for the salvation of your soul. He is the only one that can deliver your soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our Lord is the great provider of mankind. He gives us food and the water that we need and health that we need and protection and strength and shelter. He is the one that keeps us. 
Our soul waiteth for the Lord, verse number 20. And you know what? Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous. So the psalmist comes back. He's told about uh, the word of the Lord, the greatness and the fullness of the Lord, his fullness of his goodness, and, and the vanity of trusting in self, the counsel of the heathen. He's talked about all those things, and the Lord is the one that stands up uh, in the midst of all these, the only one that is secure and steadfast and sure and able to help and deliver. Our soul waiteth for the Lord, verse 20. He is our help and our shield. Our soul waiteth for the Lord, and we need to seek Him. We need to wait on Him. We need to look to Him. We need to declare, indeed, that He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in Him. Rejoice in the Lord. Our heart shall rejoice in Him, verse 21, because we have trusted in His holy name. And that's what we need to do as His children. We need to trust in Him. We need to bring the care of life and the help that we need, the salvation that our family members and our loved ones and our neighbors need. We need to bring that to Him and trust in Him. Sinner, you need to flee the wrath to come and trust in Him. For our hearts shall rejoice in Him because we have trusted in His holy name. Let mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in Thee. Listen to that last verse. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. Let the mercy be poured out, Father, to the extent that we hope in you. Do we hope in him? Do we hope in the Lord? Oh, may we hope in him much. May we go to him much. The, the psalmist declares and he writes, he, he sings unto the Lord, Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. What is the level of our hope in the Lord? The mercy that he gives unto us uh, may very well be in proportion. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. He says we hope much. We hope all in thee, Lord, and let your mercy be poured out us, uh, upon us in all that we hope in. May we take it all to our Lord indeed. We who are saved, may, may the testimony of our lives be about our hope in the Lord. And sinner, we pray that you'll see your need as a sinner before God Almighty. The, the condemnation for your sin, it lies ahead, but it is sure now. That condemnation, it's not a Wait to see what will happen, but because of your sin and your unrepent, your lack of repentance, your lack of belief and trust in the Savior, the coming damnation for your sin is sure. Flee that judgment. Flee the wrath to come and believe and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent and believe in the gospel of our Lord Jesus. And for we that are saved again, may we hope in our Lord and God, Father, O oh Lord, O oh God, may your mercy be great in thee, be great uh, from thee upon us. Rejoice in the Lord. May we re always be found rejoicing in him. Let's close with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your good word, the richness of it. Help us, Father, we'd hear you and believe you and trust you in all that you say. And Lord, to not doubt you to not turn from you, to not go after our own wicked, vain way. But Lord, that we would rejoice in you. We would 
seek you and rest in your power and your ability to work in all things. And Father, that our hope would be great. It would be continual. It would be constant. And Lord, Father, pour out your mercies upon us as your children. The sinner without uh, uh, the forgiveness of their sins in need of salvation. Our families, Father, pour your mercy out upon us. Father, in our churches, our communities, our state, our nation, Father, oh, be merciful to us, Lord, we pray, and forgive us, forgive us of our sins as a nation before you. We pray and ask it all in Jesus' name and for his sake, and amen. Well, thank you for listening. I look forward to the next time when we can look into our Lord's Word together on the Wonderful Words of Life podcast.